0: Welcome to More Than Medicine, where Jesus is more than enough for the ills that plague our culture and our country. Hosted by author and physician Dr. Robert Jackson and his wife Carlotta and daughter Hannah Miller. So listen up, because the doctor is in. Welcome to More Than Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Robert Jackson, bringing to you biblical insights and stories from the country doctor's rusty, dusty scrapbook Well, just a few days ago, I had a gentleman in my office, a very stately-looking gentleman, had a nice white beard and a goatee, had a black leather jacket and motorcycle riding boots, and he sat in my office, and I asked him the usual questions that I ask most of my patients when they come to see me. And when I finished my, my interview, in jest, I asked him if he had quit smoking, quit drinking, and quit running around with wild women. Now, I knew he didn't smoke. I knew he didn't drink. But to my surprise, when I asked him the question, he looked at me in all seriousness, and he said, Well, Doc, I asked my girlfriend to go back home to her ex-husband. He had asked her to come back home to him. I didn't feel right about living with her any more, So I sent her back home. So it's just me and my little dog now. I've started going back to church, And I feel a whole lot better about myself now. Well, I was surprised by that answer. It really caught me off guard. I didn't let on to him that I was surprised, and I just went on with my interview. But did you notice what he said? That when he had sent his girlfriend back to her husband, he had started going back to church again, and he was feeling a whole lot better about himself. Well, let me share another story. When I was in college, I was in a a college Christian organization, and there were about 300 students in the group. One of the students who was very uh, prominent, a, a leader in the group, suddenly just dropped out, just disappeared. And then another young lady in another Christian organization on campus, she dropped out and disappeared and And neither one of them was seen or heard from again for many months. And then it turned out that she was pregnant and they had a shotgun wedding. And I've noticed over time that Christian guys and gals, when they become sexually involved, they tend to just drop out of church. They drop out of Christian ministry. There's a verse in Isaiah chapter 59 and verse 2 where the prophet says that your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God. And I've talked to my patients over the years, and I've noticed a trend that when my patients are involved in really any kind of sin, it doesn't have to be a sexual sin, it can be drug abuse or alcohol. They can be bitter or angry or unforgiving. It really doesn't matter what flavor of sin that they choose. When there is unconfessed sin in their lives, sin that they fail to deal with appropriately, it drives a wedge between them and God. And the pattern is that they first will quit praying. Secondly, They quit reading the Word of God. Thirdly, they will drop out of church. And they quit associating with Christian friends. And oftentimes, that sin will drive a wedge between them and their families. That's the progression. Now, in my medical practice, I estimate that about 40% or maybe a little more of my patient population are cohabiting that means they're living together without being married now what this presents for my female patients is an absence of security you see a wedding band and a wedding relationship a wedded relationship brings security for females what it affords for men is sexual gratification without any long-term commitment Some years ago, when I would see a couple in my office who were living together, but not married, cohabiting, I would challenge them to marry, and I would ask them, are you planning to leave one another? (laughs) And they would look at each other, and then they would look at me, and they would usually say, well, no. And I would say, well, then why? why don't you get married? What's holding you back? They would look at each other and they would look at me and and usually they had no good reason why they were not getting married. And so I would look at them again and I would say, well, why don't you get married? And then I would give them a little short biblical discussion on the reason why people should get married. I'm going to share that with you in a moment. Well, it was interesting because sometimes folks would look at each other and they would smile. And then in about two to three months, when they would come back for their next visit, a certain percentage of them would be all smiles. And they would look at me and they would say, Dr. Jackson, we did it. Well, I knew what they meant, but I would make them say it. And I would say, well, you did what? And they would smile all over and they'd say, we got married. (laughs) And I would just congratulate them. Now, not everybody, of course, would accept the challenge. But I felt like it was my responsibility to at least ask people who are living together, why don't you get married? So, let me ask you the question. Why should folks get married? Why should we marry? Is it just to be legal is it just to be honest? Is it just to avoid probate issues if one of the partners should die? And that's a serious consideration because I tell you, I had one of my patient's her partner died and she was involved in some serious probate issues and then his family swooped in, claimed the house that they were living in because it was in his name. They ousted her from the house and she didn't have the emotional or financial wherewithal to combat the family and she ended up with no place to live even though she had lived in that house with her partner for over 10 years and she was left out in the cold but she had no legal claim to the house the other thing is to consider is medical legal decision making. I had a patient whose partner died and he wanted to be there in the hospital with her, but they'd only been together, living together for two or three years and the hospital would not even allow him into the ICU because they were not legally married. She was on a, a respirator, a ventilator, There were no children involved. It was just him and her, and they wouldn't allow him to be involved in deciding whether or not she should be on a ventilator. And ultimately, the hospital decided to take her off the ventilator, and he had no say whatsoever because they were not legally married. He was distraught. He was infuriated. They had hospital security keeping him out of the ICU. None of that would have happened if they had been legally married. So all of those are considerations, but that's not why I suggest that people should marry. No, listen, marriage is a picture. It is a picture of that mystical union between Jesus and his bride, the church. To the extent that you and your spouse live together in unity, live together in harmony, to that extent you paint a true picture of the oneness that exists between Jesus and His bride, the church. That's why He admonishes husbands to love their wives as Jesus loves the church. And that's why Paul admonishes wives to submit to their husbands as the, as the church itself submits to Christ, who is the head of the church. To the extent that we fail to live together in oneness and in harmony, we paint a false picture. We lie about the Lord's commitment to His church. You see, Jesus said in Hebrews 13, 5, I will never leave you or forsake you. In John chapter 10, He said that no man will pluck you out of my hands. You see, Jesus would never divorce His bride. Every divorce is a lie. Every divorce tells a falsehood because Jesus would never leave His bride. He would never divorce His bride. Every marriage is a picture. It's a portrayal of that mystical union between Jesus and the bride for whom He gave His life. That's why God instituted marriage in the garden, in the very beginning. He knew that one day it would be a picture of that mysterious union between his son and his son's bride. Now, pay attention. Satan is the god of this world. He controls all of this world's systems. Systems that are arrayed against God and His divine ways. The world systems oppose marriage and promote sexual freedom, cohabiting, and no-fault divorce. But on the other hand, Jesus said, It was not this way from the beginning. Have you not read... For this reason, a man shall leave his father and his mother and shall cleave to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no man part. So let me ask you again, why should we marry? And I submit to you that it is not just for legal reasons not just for socioeconomic reasons, not just for procreation or pleasure. We marry because marriage is a sacred institution created by God Himself to portray that mystical union of Jesus and His bride, the church. Paul said, This mystery is great. But I am speaking with reference to Christ and the church. Now, this is not just wisdom from the country doctor's rusty, dusty scrapbook. This is wisdom from the eternal word that God has spoken. Thank you for listening to this edition of More Than Medicine. For more information about the Jackson Family Ministry, Dr. Jackson's books or to schedule a speaking engagement, go to their Facebook page, Instagram, or their webpage at jacksonfamilyministry.com. This podcast is produced by Bob Sloan Audio Production at bobsloan.com.